good year for you. You've won the National Restaurant Awards and you're now in the world's 50 best. Does it feel a bit surreal? Yeah, it does. I mean, we, um, you know, we opened the library six years ago. It's actually last week it was six years. And um, I opened with sort of... I don't know, probably low expectations of myself and what I could do at the restaurant, just thinking I'd open quite a casual restaurant, there's a possibility maybe one day we'd get a Michelin star maybe, but it wasn't really a pure goal, it was more of to try and make a, a really good neighbourhood restaurant. And over the years the food's got a bit more refined and a bit more focused on the produce and we've, we've sort of started to create our own sort of identity which has still got a long way to go with. Um, and uh, the Ledbury's just, you know, we've got a group of young people working hard. None of us had really worked in any great restaurants around the world. Um, you know, I mean, I had, I'd worked at the Square, but most of my team hadn't really had really good pedigree. But just together as a group of young people, we just try really hard to make customers happy. So what have you been working on since the opening in 2005 to actually kind of build up to, to what you've achieved now? I think probably a big part of it's been the service. We've really tried to just make it friendly, approachable, not too stiff. Look, give the customer what they want. You know, do a little bit extra sometimes for them. You know, sometimes their customers in the kitchen, they take home pheasant eggs or tomatoes that they could never normally buy themselves or... You know, just little bits and pieces, some chocolates and bits and pieces. And, you know, talk, talk to your customers. Um, I think too many people and chefs forget that the customers are the ones that pay the bills. You know, they're the boss, you know. And, and I don't do it because that because part of my job, I enjoy making the customers feel happy. And that's something I want to work on even more and improve even more in the next years to come. Because I think I want people to, you know, wake up on a Monday morning and say... Where, where do we want to go for dinner? And not to say where's the best food in the, in, the, in the country. I want them to go we had the nicest time and where they feel comfortable. And I know I will only go, I'll go to restaurants only where I feel comfortable and I think the service is really nice and friendly. And then the food's also a very big consideration, huge consideration, but the service is just as important. Uh, people are going for a night out and they want to be relaxed and friendly and, and I think that's important. That's what we're going to work on even more. So you're from Newcastle, small town near Sydney. Are they proud of you back home? Yeah, they are actually. Um, it's uh, you know I, I started out in a very simple fish restaurant there. You know, in my day, I was everyone was eating Kilpatrick oysters and deep fried seafood platters and you know fish with lemon butter and chips. You know that was the sort of food I know. I worked there for two and a half years, but I just sort of fell in love with the process of cooking and and what it's and what it was about and the creative side a little bit. And you sort of challenge yourself, and it is a long, long, long way. London is a long way, and where we are today now is a long way from where I started. Do you think they're kicking themselves in Australia for letting you go? Well, I think they. I think well, they, I was meant to be going back. This was only meant to be a one-year trip here. Um, I thought I'll come to London. I had some idea that I would come to London and make a lot of money, and then go travel in Spain meet a Spanish princess and go back, take her back to Australia because who wouldn't want to go back to live in Australia, right? And I've ended up with a beautiful fiancé, Natalie. We've been together 10 years and we live in Richmond. And I'm here for good. <laughs> so what do you think? What, what will the 50 best do for your business? I don't know. I mean, we've never been this, so I've got no idea what it does. I don't know what... And I don't really know anyone that said what it did for... Obviously, number one. And we've got number 34 and... 
which is great. We're in a very elite group now, and I could never have dreamed, and I still probably will go to work tomorrow and still wonder why we are in the top 50, because, you know, that's what you do. And, and, um, and I think this week I looked at the booking sheet, I think we only have about the whole week eight or nine tables available all week. We've got one lunch where we've got 44 booked, and we've got 54 seats. So... You know, I don't know how much busier we can get. I mean, we're less turning tables. We're still turning 10:30 tables. Even on tonight, we had two 10:30 tables, four 10:15 tables. So we're still, you know, business has got to work, right? And um, work for the kitchen and the and the staff and the customers, most importantly. Um, but I think if it makes the maybe it'll make the demand stronger, and we'll be booked out. Our weekends now are booked out about eight weeks in advance. Maybe it'll make it ten weeks. I don't know. Who knows? We'll we'll see. It'll unfold tomorrow and over the next couple of weeks, I suppose.